0: Inside the PGP, the permission-granted podcast, the show about the show, the show, within the show. Now you can get this on your favorite podcast platform or inside the Odyssey app, where you can listen to us live every single morning and get the DA Show's podcasts, including the PGP. So check us out. Get inside that free Odyssey podcast. Search permission-granted or search the DA Show and listen to us whenever it is that you want to listen. Well, today was a weird day because late last night, about 10 o'clock Eastern Time, we got an email from our associate program director, Dave, who had been out in Hawaii for those two weeks, which allowed Pete to be the acting regional associate interim associate program director.
2: I think that's enough titles, yes.
0: And... The guy we were going to have in, because Pete was off today, Wednesday, got into a minor car accident yesterday. Luckily, he's okay, but he wasn't going to be able to work, had to deal with car stuff today, which meant there was one of two things that could happen. On a stretched thin holiday week where everybody was off, either A, Pete could have just been like, all right, I'm just going to come in to do this shift, or B we would put somebody in that role that had never done it before. Our associate program director, Dave, opted for B. So we had a young man who had never worked on the show before slotted to run the board. This was after the original idea of having you run the board.
2: Which also would have been under the umbrella of have somebody run the board who's (laughs) never run the board before.
0: So... You didn't know how to run the board. And this young man didn't know how to run the board. And I felt like both of these solutions were bad solutions. And our associate program director, APD Dave, said, sorry, it's the best we can do. (laughs) Now, this is at 1030 last night. And I'm like, yeah, you know what? That's not going to work for me tomorrow morning. Right. This was a day where we had the Wizard of Odds. We had a dojo of death lined up. We had which Thanksgiving dishes are the NFL quarterbacks on Thanksgiving? Tasty top five. Tasty top five. There was a lot of moving parts today, and I said, "Yeah, that that's a recipe for a disaster." Uh- <laughs> so, <sighs> sometime in the morning, Pete tried to figure out a pseudo solution.
2: Well, it looked like based on timestamps, about eleven fifteen last night.
0: Now, I went to bed at around ten forty-five, eleven. 11. You had already been in bed during all of this.
2: Right. I, I didn't get a chance to nap yesterday. I finally conked out at 8. I never go to bed that early. 8.30 at night. I said, I got nothing to watch. Perfect. Let's get a good night's sleeping. And chaos as I fell asleep.
0: So then Pete's solution, I think when I woke up, I think I saw this, was... Instead of having a young man run the board who had never done it, instead of having you run the board and you had never done it, also taking away from all the other things you'd have to do on a big day of production and and stuff, it was have somebody from the newsroom, Kevin Wall, come in and run the board. Oh, no, have him overlook, (laughs) oversee the young man who had never run the board before, kind of like teach him as he's doing
2: it. Yes. Yes.
0: And I was like, no, no, none of this makes sense. So now in the middle of a chaotic show for the first time ever, this young man's going to be learning on the fly from a guy that's not even the full-time guy? Yes. I'm like, no, that, none of this makes logical sense. So called you up early in the morning on my way in. I said, who's in the newsroom? Who's run the board before? Let's make this easy. James Boccioni does Amy's show before us. He has run our show before. He did the first hour. Kevin Wall was able to do his tape op duties in the first hour of our show and then take over for the final three. He's done our show before. Easy peasy. Those two guys, boom, they nailed it. We moved the young men that had never worked on the show before into the newsroom for just tape op duties to take over that stuff. That's much easier. Right. Low pressure. Edit some audio. Pick some bites. Sound press conferences, what have you. And we were fine.
2: We were beyond fine. It was a good show. The listeners wouldn't know the difference right now if we weren't explaining it.
0: So, Meraz, riddle me this. How did we come up with the easiest solution ever where everybody else, well, Pete and Dave, had the most
2: crazy solutions that would have never worked? I'll do you one better, DA. You had the best solution. I really believe I had the best option for number two which was just simply the kid who would never run the show before at least has the capability of getting us into breaks and hanging a button to come out of breaks. All the other elements, I know how to play from my workstation, and I was just going to say, I know where that pot is, and that was option number two. That was way easier than the convoluted ways they were going to go about doing this, and the show was totally fine. In fact, as I turned to Kevin Wall at one point on the uh, off the air, and I said, I actually feel like I'm ahead. More than I've been in recent days. I had the epic fail sliced up after the first hour.
0: I don't know. I I just don't know. Oh. I just...
2: I had anxiety driving in, and then by 6 a.m., I'm like, this is not a, as big a deal as these guys have made it out to be.
0: It just ha- this This was like when we had Shep run the show. Yeah. And it was like, no, that's the worst solution because... We're all at home. Nobody's in studio to be able to walk him through things. He's never run the show before. He's on no sleep because he's worked a 24-hour shift before that. Nope, that can't be the solution.
2: Yes, I I agree. And, D.A., also, I got to say, and I don't want to take shots at management. Management includes Pete here. It includes the bosses that Pete filled in for. I had my phone on airplane mode. Okay, so when I turn it off airplane mode to give me the GPS to make sure traffic's okay, that's all of a sudden where I'm in the car. I'm like, where are we? What's going on here? What's these texts? And I shot a text from you. Guys. I'm like, I slept. What? I don't understand. What is going on? The idea that our boss's suggestion was, as he shuts his eyes for the night, Sean will just run the board. I'm not trying to act above any job, but maybe have a clue of whether I've done that at <laughs> CBS Sports Radio or not before because I never have We wouldn't be able to pay any sponsors because I don't even know how to arm and feed our break to all our network affiliates. Like, how could your head hit the pillow and go, "Nah, that's fine. He'll just take care of it." If I've never (laughs) done it before,
0: just like just just let me handle it.
2: Just and we're fine. Let me handle it. Might have been the bullshit. It might have been a more well-run show on Wednesday than it was on Tuesday with Pete Ear.
0: Imagine thinking the best solution is to put you in the role of two jobs on a chaotic morning, one of which you've never done. Right? And I struggle with my own. That's the <laughs> That's the first solution. Right. The second solution I- is let's put a guy that's never run the board before in there and we'll have somebody who has
2: look over his shoulder. Right. Just put the guy that has done it in the position right. to do it. Oh. It is so <laughs> backwards. I, and I do, I don't want to make this a raining on Pete situation because he is a boss or whatever. But I got also got to say well, this. Well, he
0: now he's not anymore. I'll say
2: this. Part of what I had to do when I got in, on top of my normal, I gather sound check. I put together the cold open. In recent months, DA, Pete has acted very hectic pre-show in the morning to the point where any extra audio that he used to gather where, you know, we heard Joe Judge in the second hour. That now is fallen on. Okay, I'll just do it, Pete. Pete, is there any way you could help me? Usually it's, ah, I'm in the middle of this, and I just do it now. So I had to do all of that normal stuff while trying to explain to the board ops and coach everything what was going on. And then I realized, oh, I have to do Pete's pre show work because these guys also don't know the pre. Forget working in show. And then I went to do the pre show work, and I realized it took me a minute and 30 <laughs> seconds. It was putting together our sponsor reads, you know, your Quick and Loans mentions, all of that. And I was no joke done with that portion of what Pete does pre-show in 90 seconds. <laughs> so now I am left after this chaos that I didn't expect to take place to enter Thanksgiving wondering, <laughs> what is he so stressed about pre-show? Why am I doing all of these things? That's your one job. It took me 90 seconds. I'll trade today. Sure, I'll do that. Again, I don't want to sound off on him, but it's the truth. Well, you know, in America,
0: bosses oftentimes... Act like they're really busy so that it seems like they're doing more things. Right. When maybe in reality you pull the cover off,
2: maybe there's actually nothing being done. By the way, that 90 seconds included me triple reading the CBS read to make sure there was nothing wrong that they screwed up there. Amazing. Amazing. My mind was changed today on what gets done pre-show by people on this show.
0: Okay, so the solution is going to be we're going to put somebody in this position that's never done it before, okay, but somebody who's done it is going to be hovering over his shoulder even though he hasn't done it in three years, (laughs) pointing out what you should be doing and what you shouldn't be doing as you learn on the fly. Everyone got that?
2: (laughs) And go. (laughs) Now...
0: No, I don't think that's the
2: best. And Wall solution. gives us a good chip take during the the chip tasting. That's great.
0: Kevin Wall filling in for the for the Wheels of Steel hated the two potato chip flavors that we tasted, and it was a great. He was just off and running. <laughs> This
1: is where potato chips lose me. You know, they try all these different types of flavors. This is just another one that's going to flop, you know. Keep Thanksgiving the way it is. You know, the turkey and the stuffing, I want to eat that once a year. I don't need freaking potato chips flavor, you know. I'm all in for the barbecue. I'm all in for the salt and vinegar. But the turkey and the stuffing, come on, man. This is where you lose me. This is where you lose me. <laughs> I'm, I'm serious. Come on. <laughs> I like
0: this take from Wall.
1: Who saw it coming?
0: I like this take a lot.
1: <laughs> it's disgusting, you know. makes me want to go eat a chocolate bar or a Kit Kat. <laughs> wow. Barbecue,
2: salt and vinegar, sour cream and onion. Let's keep it the same, all right? Let's just keep it the same because this stuff, not a fan. Came off the bench and knocked down a three. That's all you're looking for in that spot.
0: Yeah, although he wanted in on that Giants-Jason Garrett conversation because he's a huge Giants fan, Yeah. and I was like, you know, I just want you to focus on that board. Don't get ahead of yourself here, but he was chomping at the bit. So I think some of those potato chip takes came out of the energy of wanting to talk about Jason Garrett.
2: All right. That could be the case. But who cares? It was channeled the right way. Exactly. He handled himself well. And I also want to say, as we rip down this list, there does need to be an extra revisit to James Boccioni, who now is Amy Lawrence's After Hours producer, who stayed for 45 minutes after his shift ended. James Boccioni, who's run our show before, he – had travel plans today. He had to do post-Amy production work, which he had to stay and do that after he was done with our show. He had basically only originally three hours of sleep he was going to get just by getting home before traveling. He now is probably only going to get an hour and a half's worth of sleep before traveling on his holiday and didn't complain at all to make sure we were taken care of. And that was part of Pete's solution, to screw him. That was Pete's solution? Well, Pete wanted him to watch over Jack Sparrow in the first hour. <laughs> and then Kevin Wall would come when he was settled But the second hour. Point is, James Bacchione deserves a huge, huge pat on the back. I didn't
0: know he had travel plans. So I'm going to get him
2: something. Yeah, I'm going to get him something. It's a good job by him. And he wasn't complaining at all. He's like, hey, this is what has to be done. No. This is radio, and that's it.
0: He didn't complain at all. I thanked him before the show how much he stepped up and helped us. And I did after the show as well. And he was like, no, nah, no problem, anytime." Okay, so moving into tonight's revelry, Wednesday night before Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving Eve is always one of the biggest days, biggest nights at the bar. Everybody comes home to their hometowns and then goes out to the bar Wednesday night. People back from college, recent grads, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I haven't done Thanksgiving Eve in years. I do not plan to be anywhere close to a bar tonight when was the last time you took in a Thanksgiving Eve at Mary Carol's or somewhere in West Babylon?
2: It's probably at least 10 years, at least 10 years because it was, I guess my early twenties when I first turned 21. And then I had a combo of being part-time in radio and being expected to work that night or Thanksgiving oh. morning. So I, uh, in radio, unlike other jobs, when you're in that, 20s range, it's very hard to get out on Thanksgiving Eve. You're expected to work. So early on, and then I'm going to say around 10 years ago, maybe right before the launch of CBS Sports I might have had a window, and I think I remember going out and feeling like the game had passed me by. Yeah. And that bars that I would normally attend, good restaurants, bars in, in my town that didn't have cover charges, were suddenly on that night charging cover charges, and then you get in, and it's just so stressful to even get a drink with how packed they make the bar. I said, "What am I doing? I go home. I'll go home and I'll watch Christmas Vacation. I don't need this. That it's kind of was my approach. So it's been a long time, and which is also wink, wink, part of the reason that like when Pete approached me, the idea of like, oh, I'd be too tired or hungover to do the DA show Thursday was not even the reason I originally went off. It was who cares about Thanksgiving Eve? It was for cooking and stuff. So no, Thanksgiving Eve, way out on that.
0: Hmm. So the Thanksgiving Eve." You think is is amateur night, or for young people? You think the game has passed you by? You're a little yeah. bit like Pete Carroll.
2: Yeah, look, I understand exactly. I understand if you're in, if you're just of legal drinking age. I think that 21 to 23, that three years of life, is a real sweet spot because the the big part of it is your friends are home from college for the weekend. You haven't seen them for a couple months, and that's your night to just to go big because you're spending a lot of time with family on Thursday, Friday, or whatnot. So I get the appeal for certain people. But then, I mean, I'm in my 30s. What am I doing out on Thanksgiving Eve? I, why not go out on Black Friday night? Just go out on Friday night. Get the same with less crowd and, and easier to get a drink.
0: Yeah, I think it's it actually feels potentially devastating to go out tonight because I can't wake up tomorrow morning and be hung over at all or be lethargic or be tired That's a big day. That's a big day of cooking, of family, of travel if you need to travel, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Once you get past the age of 25, the idea of being hungover or tired on Thanksgiving morning is really a terrible idea.
2: Well, yeah, and for a couple reasons, Dee, I don't know about you, but when I, you know, what's called tie one on Mm. at night, okay? Mm -hmm. I oftentimes find my best recovery. Maybe this is just for me being fat. I don't know. I'm big on like a morning eating, right? Like I want like some kind of egg sandwich, maybe some something to sop up that alcohol and really just like, all right, I need something to get me going here. Then what that ultimately does is that helps, but then it makes me more tired. I end up taking a nap and then I really don't get the day move until like one o'clock. It's impossible on Thanksgiving. I got, you know, I got a parade. I got a turkey in the oven. I got the lions at 1230. I have hopefully more drinking on Thanksgiving and you know what? There's going to be plenty of time for family fights about what knows what in life where you're going to have a headache anyway. You can have a headache and then stuff yourself early when you need to eat late. It's a bad scene to be hung over Thanksgiving.
0: Next week we'll do plenty on the 12 DAs because the 12 DAs will debut next Thursday. Right. And so next PGP will be the first preview of the 12 DAs. We have sent in our our rankings, our votes, and so they'll be tabulated, tallied, and then we'll get to that number and then we'll start the first four out next Thursday. So I'll I'll wrap up with this. Last night I made myself a pizza. Bourbon <laughs> Bell had gotten a crust. I had had some sauce. I put some cheese on top. I made some bacon of the air fryer. Okay. Crumble up the bacon, put it on the cheese which was on the sauce, which was on the crust, put it in the oven, 425, 11 minutes, comes out nice. And I said to myself, wow, we'll probably be doing this to Connor Green in a couple of months, making a pizza out of him.
2: It's totally one of the things I'll be looking forward to the most. Ironically, something that probably makes the 12 DAs next year when you think about yeah. it, if all, if all goes well. The biggest question we will have once the calendar flips to December and we start to really see if it's possible for Connor to catch me is where do we get a freezer? That becomes (laughs) an enormous question. How do we get Connor into a freezer and what's the best way to approach it? And will that be as difficult as it was tracking down a real crow to eat for that one-bet payoff we did with Toric Bellinger. All questions that need to be answered this December.
0: Yes, Merez leads Connor Green by five games, I think.
2: He is 16-16-1, and, and I'm nine games over. So, okay,
0: so you're nine games well, up.
2: It's not nine games. It's probably like right. four and a half, whatever. It right. of that.
0: Nine of the win column, as they say.
2: Yes, exactly.
0: And if you beat him, you get to make a frozen pizza out of him because he lives on frozen pizza, which means dumping flour, sauce, cheese on his head and throwing him into a walk-in freezer. Sounds good to me. So we got to find the walk-in freezer. Yeah, the part.
2: walk-in freezer is critical there. And, you know, I mean, can we get him to sit in a deep freezer? <laughs> I mean, I, these are all alternatives we got to figure out here.
0: I hope he doesn't come out with hypothermia or some type of pneumonia or something like that.
2: Look, a bet's a bet and a deal's a deal. And Connor's had enough good come of him of the show. If this is the first thing that goes negative his way... I'm sure plenty of people have it. And also when he gets, I can't wait for him to do a Canadian bacon and get ridiculed. That is, you guys are more looking forward to the pizza. Personally, ego-wise, I can't wait for that. So probably around
0: the same time we shove him into a walk-in freezer as a frozen pizza, you'll be down to the street paying off the Giants bet freezing.
2: Yeah, unless we somehow are able to get a deep freezer to Bob's Bar for next Memorial Day weekend and get Connor there, I mean that could really add to
0: something. But that'd be dangerous. We we can't have him like in like a meat freezer. We have to put him like a walk-in locker, almost like um, like a beer oh cellar type thing. Like when you go to a beer place oh. and they have the refrigerated part, and you're freezing when you go in there.
2: Oh, you bring up a good point. I might have a hook on a beer distributor that'll let us do it. There you go. Okay.
0: And then he's got to spend time in there. Yes. You know, he can't just walk and walk out. No,
2: of course. Yeah, Well, will document it, the whole thing. That's a genius idea. The man genius. I like it.
0: <laughs> okay, so that is side A. Have a wonderful holiday, everybody. All the D-Aliens, happy Thanksgiving. We're back at it with the 12 DAs next week. And I told you, last PGP, once we get to Thanksgiving, I'm on easy street. I'm easy going. I'm going to have a good final six weeks or, boy, less than that, five weeks. Four weeks, yeah, whatever it is. Of 2021. So, you made it out unscathed.
2: Yeah, but that still means January 2nd is coming quick, so we'll see. Just enjoy the five weeks. I will. I'll enjoy the five weeks for enjoy sure. The five weeks. <laughs> I will.
0: Okay, here's Bogues on side B.
2: Howdy! do da do Thanksgiving to you. It is Merez, the host of Side B and the PGP, the executive producer of the DA show, and good friend of Andrew Bogish who joins me now. Bogey, happy Thanksgiving, a gobbledy 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 gobble to you and yours. Right right back to you and your family, Sean. Yes, it is. So Bogish, DA and I went a little inside the chaos that you would never know was chaos because the show went off without a hitch on Wednesday. <laughs> you have been filling in a lot. For Ryder Than You and Bill Ryder, you rejoined the mothership on this Thanksgiving Eve, the day we are taping this podcast, and we woke up, let's face it, to straight behind the scenes chaos. Pete, the body, because of course, after two weeks off as a boss, takes off Monday, comes back to work Tuesday, takes off Wednesday, his replacement on Wednesday ends up, as we said, is totally safe, but got into a bit of a traffic accident, car a bit wrecked, and could not come in. This leads to a late-night scramble, as DA just explained all the details of, of who to get to fill in, and it leads to the show being completely fine, but Pete's options and whatever Pete was looking to bring to the table are a complete disaster. So I ask you to start the PGP. Are we in a spot right now where now that normalcy's returned to CBS Sports Radio, does Pete have to return the signed schedule we gave him? We
1: probably can't take the signed schedule back just yet, and I, I think we should point out that Pete is technically no longer anybody's boss at this exact moment because sure. all of our bosses are back in their normal jobs. Well, back in
2: yes, he's not technically a boss, but he does now still carry over a role of scheduling for people behind the scenes, which actually constitutes what was going on with what we needed to fill in for. Sure. See,
1: my my bigger. Um, complaint, so to speak, would be one that I'm sure I have voiced on this podcast, probably on the radio show as well, more than once over all of these years. Pete does have an interesting knack for a guy who desperately wants to be in charge, be involved in decision-making, have people come to him to make choices. He does have a knack for disappearing sometimes. Like, Even like there are small things, and I'm sure you have nine different examples of this, like where there's an email at like 6 p.m. the night before, and Pete hasn't seen it when he comes into work at 5 a.m. the next day because I think he refuses to put email on his cell phone, the work email, because he wants to be able to not be chased down, but he wants to be chased down by things like this. So like he doesn't have the email on his phone. He doesn't check his email like manually before he goes to bed one more time. And then in this specific instance, I guess he fell asleep. I think that's his story. And then he, and he he missed and he missed mayhem.
2: Which by the way, I was asleep through the whole thing. And Pete's entitled to go to bed whenever he wants to go to bed. And he was expecting to be off this morning. So I'm not crushing Pete for taking off. I'm a Look, you have your days to use, use them when you're going to use them. Here's the problem. If Pete is going to embrace the idea of being a boss, and his one carryover on top of his DA show role from boss is handling, scheduling, for filling people. And there comes a point in time in the evening where clearly he was aware of it because I got an email a little over 11 p.m. where he saw what was going on. That of all the jobs for him to figure out the fill, it's his own. On the DA show, right? This isn't some other weird job where he has no ties. His specific job was the one in question that needed to be filled, and his fill-in could no longer do it. And there was nobody available, no Pat Boyles, no Connor Greens, nobody available that his solution was having somebody else who already was doing a job who last ran the board three years ago oversee somebody who had two shifts total on a weekend take care of this. I th- we I have to pose the question, Bogus, does Pete owe it to himself at eleven PM to say this stinks, honey, but we're not traveling, we're not doing anything in the morning. I was using a day off. I just gotta buck up and get in there for a couple. Does he owe it to have to go in? It's a controversial topic.
1: Yeah. So I, I think I would I would have done that in his situation. Like if like today, let's say um, Brad Heller was off today on Wednesday as we're taping this, which means I had to do Brad's shift and mine, like Brad had been doing both of ours these last couple of days into last week because of me filling in on writer Than You. Now you throw in Thanksgiving, and other people are already off, so all of the part-timers who would fill in are other places accounted for. Sure. So it it shortens the roster. If there was a scenario where I was off today and something happened to Brad, and for some reason – like, there was nobody that they felt comfortable putting in this shift. Like, I think I would have felt pretty strong guilt if I could physically come to work to go to work. So I think I would do it, but I don't know yes. that I can say it's what
2: Pete should have done. So I agree, and I'm not saying that Pete should have worked, but here is my counterpoint I'm going to bring to you, Bogush. Because And of course, Pete, center of controversy, this is why we're doing this on the PGP. This stinks that this whole thing unraveled. Obviously, a lot of us here picked up the slack behind the scenes. I was very thankful to Kevin Wall. James Boccioni staying after working an overnight to help out. A young man by the name of Jack Stern helped out. I had to do some of Pete's pre-work, although as I just alluded to, I found out that Pete really doesn't do much pre-show. Uh, it took me mm. only 90 seconds to do what Pete does. He, he makes it a remarkable way of looking busy pre-show. Now, we all submit our days off. Like you probably do if you're listening at any one of your jobs, right? You have vacation days, personal days, holidays, all of that. and You submit your time off. Uh, a lot of jobs do it only two weeks before you want the time off. We're in a job where you, somebody needs to be there if you're not. It's not as simple as I'm just out. So we usually do it month, two months, sometimes three months in advance. You and I both, bogish, as did Pete for this week, submitted our days off, which included Thanksgiving. In Pete's reign as boss, and I know people have joked around that I've mentioned this too many times, he came to both you and I and really asked, hey, really, we could, we could use you as a company. You guys could do it from home, but we really need you on the air. Or we don't have enough bodies. You and I, as much as we might have joked around reluctantly, have taken on that responsibility of working a holiday and not being off. Pete has no problem when he's the boss coming to somebody when we're out of bodies to fill in like you and I. But when it comes for his specific job— and a day that's not even a holiday, he's nowhere to be found? That feels a little hypocritical and where Pete runs into trouble playing both roles of working on the show and trying to be a boss. Yeah, I mean, is it hypocritical? I don't
1: know because he, I don't. I still don't know when Pete understood what the situation was and like how ingrained he was in all of this. It sounds more like a happy coincidence that Pete was MIA while this was all getting straightened out and then when it was straightened out, P came back in. And I'll and I'm I'll raise my hand. I've done this. Like I've I've gotten texts from bosses that it's like, hey, can you do this? And I don't want to do it so I don't respond right away in case they're asking multiple people right. and somebody else beats me to the what? yes and then I don't then I'm not saying no directly. So I've done it. So if I I so I, 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 I'm not being hypocritical here. So and so I I wonder if that's the way Pete played this like, let me lay low right and well, let, the, let me, maybe somebody else can take care of this and I protect my day off. Well,
2: here comes my next follow-up to that problem. as you can tell, I've way overthought this throughout the day as we should. Pete emails this roundabout long-winded way of saying like we're gonna have a guy who never ran the show run the show, but a guy who has run the show oversee him running the show, which makes no sense whatsoever he zero said, sense alluded to yeah, right. He he goes out of his way to email everybody that the night before the show and then proceeds to wake up an hour into the show and, hey, how's everything going? If there's any problems, keep me updated. Like, we're getting texts during the show <laughs> about keeping him updated. And here's my problem. Here's my problem. What do you do? Pete, clearly, whatever you need it off for, you're actively willing to work from the management side of it of like, as if, by the way, keeping you up there. What? The show's on the air. What are you going to do? You're going to have somebody come in with a helicopter and fix this and come in. If I'm Pete in that spot, I don't answer last night. You're already too pot committed to why even answer after our other boss has figured out whatever scenario and come up with another scenario that confuses things. Don't even send it. And you have to act as if you've used this time to either, you know, sleep in, catch up, you're burnt out. Answer us two hours into the show be like, guys, I'm just waking up to all this. Is everything all right? And then you absolve yourself. You didn't know about the problem. You're only waking up now. You see everything's handled. But it's acknowledgment the night before followed with being up early in our show enough to text us about it, having the problem. I think makes Pete look bad, and I think that's where you're talking about laying low. I think Pete should have laid low. I think the fact that he didn't lay low actually makes him look worse where in his mind he thinks he's helping the situation.
1: So again, I'm kind of working in the dark here because the first, the first sense of this I got was my phone buzz last night. I don't know, somewhere between 10, 30, and 11. And my wife was out with friends. I was like 94% asleep. I wasn't even going to look at it. But I was like, wait, it might be it might be Kate. Let me make sure everything's okay. Whatever. It, forgot our keys, car, whatever. I look at it and I see DA just referencing you having to run the board. And I go, I don't know what that means, and I'm now I'm going to sleep. And I was asleep. So then I woke up this morning, and there's another reference to like just you being on the board, and I still didn't know what had happened. I was not on any of the emails, none of the back and yeah. forth, no nothing. And so the only real rapid-fire craziness came from Pete reinserting himself into the situation. And as you said Simply put, there was nothing left to do. Right. As he was saying, keep me posted. If you need anything, like we're good, like we're on the air. There right. are people here. Unless that's you're gonna bring point. me a bacon egg and cheese, I don't need you.
2: That's my point. And again, if this didn't center on his position specifically and the filling of his position being off, I think I would even care less. But knowing that it's your place to, f- he probably felt the guilt that like he had to like act involved. But he's really he's making it look worse. So I think after a big two weeks of Pete as a fill-in boss, this ended up being big egg yolk on his face, bogish. And I love Pete. I just I think Pete this needs to be a learning lesson for Pete as a boss. When you got nothing helpful to do, just back off and pretend you didn't see it. That's the best words of advice I could possibly give.
1: Yeah, just go roll over and go back to sleep. Yes, let us let us handle it because we did. You guys did somehow. I had nothing to do with it. You guys did figure this all out. And until. You brought it onto the air, nobody would have known that there was
2: basically mayhem all around right. you. Just shows you. The mothership can absolutely connect. All right, well, Bogues, on that note, I'm going to let you go enjoy Thanksgiving. You will be hosting Writer Than You 10 a.m. to 12 p.m., taking you right into all the action on Thursday. I will be doing before you the DA show 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern on CBS Sports Radio on Thanksgiving morning. And then we re-goop, regroup, not regroup. And get ready for the Hey, post we might regoop,
1: You never know. You never
2: know. And then we'll look ahead to the 12, the 12 DAs of Christmas. Bogus. If everybody follow Bogus and his turkey, love, and life, at Andrew Bogus with a C, look up that spelling. And Bogus, take care, man. Happy Thanksgiving.
1: Same to you, Sean. Have a uh, Enjoy your three days off, or you're probably doing FAN on the weekend, too. Yeah, so whatever days you have off. Friday and Saturday off. Off. Yes. All right. Enjoy them, and then I'll see you on Monday. All right. At Miraz where you can find me, have a happy
2: Thanksgiving, everyone.